Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You're listening to The Extra Point Show on WGR Sports Radio 550. Good morning. Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt hanging out with you for the next two hours. Filling in here on the Extra Point Show. Sacco and Joe DiBiase, we're doing, uh, doing the early morning shift. Which, Josh, I got to tell you, man, it's been now a little while since I've done the morning run. I am now at a point where I am regularly waking up at like 8.39, and that is strange for me. It's very strange for me. See, we're both going through the natural progression of uh, changing sleep schedules because yep. I'm doing the exact opposite. I'm getting up. Like, on the weekends now, I'm getting up at, like, 7 in the morning. Yep, and you're like, ooh, this feels wrong. Yeah, right. Yep. But at the same time, I love it. Like, I, I that's what been one of my favorite things about doing the morning shift is, like, getting up early because then it's, like, you have the whole day. So many room for activity. Like, so much room for activity. Well, that's the thing. I used to get up, like, when I was a kid, I used to get up every day at 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. Whether it was, like, the school yep. year or not, I would get up every day at 6 a.m. And it's just there's so much more to do in the day when you get up earlier. And... Then I got to college. Then I got to college and said, "Oh yeah, an 8 a.m. class every single day for my freshman year, first semester would be great for me. Mm-hmm. And would be great for by me. week four, I wanted to drop out of all the 8 a.m. Yep. classes. Totally understandable. I was the opposite. I took the early morning classes because I was like, "Well, I'm done by lunchtime." Oh yeah, that was that was that part was Fantastic. great. Fantastic. But the problem was, was by the second semester, oh, I yeah. tried to it's do hurting. the. I tried. Well, I tried to do the early classes again, but then one class I had to take was like a night class. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh well, like what am I supposed to do with this? Like, I'm at the complete opposite end of the day. Yep, I totally get it. I totally get it. But, but no, so, I, I like the early morning. Where I great. do want to start though today is something I didn't actually realize was even dropping until last night. Until it did. And that is the Pro Bowl voting. Yeah, that something, was super out of the blue. Something I never care for. I very rarely <laughs> pay attention to it. I think it's a big reason why I did not know it was happening. But it's something that every time I will get some I, – I don't want to say I get incredibly frustrated because I don't really care. It's just a real it, – for the most part, it's a fan vote. And a lot of it is kind of decided way early on before even I would even say the peak of the season. With that being said, the Bills only have two Pro Bowlers. Which is shocking. Those being Deion Dawkins, I think for the third straight year, and then James Cook, who is a first-time uh, winner of that. I just, I have, I have issues with it. Because to me, it's just, like, I, I look at the AFC nominees. It's Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, and Tua Tagovailoa. Lamar should absolutely be there. Mahomes should not be, and Tua should not be. No. And and and, and I don't I don't know if Allen... Is you know like a slam dunk, but if you're looking at Allen, Mahomes, and Tua, mm-hmm. Allen is the best of those three quarterbacks this season. Yeah, this year, 
in terms like, of stats, which is all the Pro Bowl really is about, is right. stats. Yeah. I mean, I mean, sure, I, I, I think Tua could be like your second place guy, but Mahomes is third in that ranking this season. Mm-hmm. Overall, it's a different conversation. Yeah. But this year, Mahomes has been a completely different quarterback in the worst way possible. Yeah. And Tua, Tua, I, Tua, he's gotten better, but he hasn't. Looking at the AFC, I would keep, maybe I'd keep Tua in. Yeah. But I'm taking Mahomes out. The entire oh, year with yeah. Mahomes has just been like, yeah, it's not the same. But we're still going to get more well, Pro Bowl. The thing is, is like you'll have one week where it's like, oh, there he is. Like mm-hmm. that's Patrick Mahomes, and then the next week it's like, who's that guy? That looks like Alex Smith. Yeah, but like, then like, not know, that not that Alex Smith was bad, but like, but well, you know, well, yeah. it's Alex Smith. Yeah. Now, with that being said, and I and I don't want to spend too much time on it, but it's just it's frustrating where like guys like Ed Oliver, I think, are are definitively having an yeah. All Pro type season. And he will not be a Pro Bowler. Which, if he makes the All Pro, would be I think the third straight season a Bills player has made an All Pro team and not been a Pro Bowler. Twenty twenty one was Jordan Poyer. Twenty twenty two was Matt Milano. And then it seems like we're going to follow that same trend. Twenty twenty three is going to be Ed Oliver, and just somehow <laughs> they don't make the Pro Bowl. And yeah, a lot of that though right. comes down to the Bills defense being somewhat of a no name defense. It does have kind of that mantra of just like it's the system, it gets the job done, it's a bunch of guys doing things, and I don't know, I don't really agree with that. And and even like guys like Terrell Bernard, they're not even an alternate. Like at least guys like you know Josh Allen are an alternate, Stephon Diggs is an alternate. Terrell Bernard's been a sensation with Tremaine Edmonds leaving. I mean he's he's won Defensive Player of the Week award I think twice. Mm-hmm. He's got six and a half sacks. He has multiple interceptions. He has been a just performer. I think it was just once. It's just the, once the Washington game. All this, yeah, yeah. But regardless, he's got six and a half sacks. He's got multiple picks. I mean, he's been a sensation and a playmaker at the middle linebacker position, and he's just not even being recognized. Right. And there's a very good chance that he gets all pro voting. And that's just, I, I just, I'm kind of just done with the Pro Bowl. I just want to bring that up real quick because I just, I find it funny that like all star voting is really bad. Stop leaving it up to fans. You've got yes. to stop leaving yeah. it up to fans. Or, and if you keep it with fans, Pro Bowl votes, Pro Bowl nominations should never, ever, ever be used in Hall of Fame discussions. Because that's all it is. It's just fans voting. And and you see, Miami fans are very territorial when it comes to Tua Tungvaloa. Mm-hmm. Very territorial. Baltimore Ravens fans are very territorial about Lamar Jackson. Well, that was, be, a, that was be... a thing, la- or uh, maybe not last year, but the year prior, of Lamar stats not even being close to his normal numbers, and yeah. yet he was voted into the Pro Bowl because the fans just, I mean, hammered at home. To be fair, though, on them. That's fantastic. I, I feel like us as Bills fans, we are kind of the same way. I feel like everybody's territorial about their own quarterback. Yeah. But at the same time, when you look at, like, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, it's a different level of, yes, there are, you know, that team's mm-hmm. fans, but there are outside sources of being like, yeah, no, those quarterbacks are great. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes, everyone's going to say that about him because – He's won all these Super Bowls. He's been to the Super Bowl so many times. We all, we all kind of know, right? We all but know. with Allen, it's it's yes, it's Bills Mafia and it's the, it's the Bills fan base. But it's also you know people from around the league recognize that yeah, they're they're kind of they're is, known commodities now. Yeah, exactly. But when when it comes to guys like Tua and even kind of Lamar Jackson, like you said, it's just those fan bases that are like, no, these guys are great. You just don't know it. You just don't watch our team. You yeah, just don't it, like us. It feels weird. Like Lamar does feel like even now he's going to get his second MVP award. And it still yeah. feels like there's a lot of people that just like do not want to give him his due, and so like they almost have to be territory with him. And right. even then, like I mean, like during the summer when there was feelings of like is he gonna leave, I remember having a few Baltimore guys on the station being like, eh, it's kind of a little testy right now. Like there are people that absolutely want him gone. There are people that like are losing their mind that he might leave. 
So, like, there, you know, I, I guess that comes with the territory of being a quarterback. But, yeah, just the Pro Bowl voting I always think is just kind of a joke, and I always kind of get a, a good laugh about it until I do remember that for a lot of these guys there is – cash incentives of being a pro bowler being an all pro and then i'm like it's yeah it's gotta stop the being thing, fan it's gotta stop being fan voted only the thing that gets me here and this is the last thing i want to say about it because like i'm I'm on the same boat as you it's mm-hmm. kind of like the nhl all-star game the nhl all-star game used to be fantastic yep. and now it's just it's just for fun if, if you like, get in once it once you become right. a name player you're getting in almost every year and then you know but with with this this is one player at oliver like you brought him up before this year, 50 total tackles, 14 tackles for loss, nine and a half sacks, a forced fumble and a fumble recovery, and an interception. He's doing that from the defensive tackle position. Quinnen Williams, who was in the Pro Bowl, 58 total tackles, nine tackles for loss, three and a half sacks, a forced fumble and a fumble recovery, and an interception. But he broke out last year. But he so has he's now, six yeah. less sacks. But he's now the named guy. I mean, he, he was he was a first-team All-Pro last year. Yeah. So he had already broken out, and now he's going to get into the Pro Bowl really regardless. He's well, going to be the name the Jets throw out there. He's going to be all yeah. that. But this is also like – I feel like with like defensive players like this, like linemen, it's not always just their stats. It's also like, yeah, what? but what did he – what did he do to open up a guy like Leonard Floyd? What did he do to open up Von Miller? Well, yeah, it's why we talk you know, about like, like QB pressures. Well, yeah, that's the thing. They don't like, line up with stats or anything like that. But like when you watch the game, you're like, oh, Ed Oliver blew up that play. Yeah, or or oh, Ed Oliver was blocking great there that allowed Terrell Bernard to to get through mm-hmm. and get home to the quarterback. Yep. And that you can't put that in a statistical column. That's just an eye test. Mm-hmm. Like, but that's the thing that gets me is like, sure, maybe I don't, I don't watch enough of the Jets to see if Quinn and Williams was doing any of that stuff. But Ed Oliver this year has been fantastic at controlling that line and making them as good as they have been, and he's a third alternate. Yep. And, again, none of this really matters because none of these guys are going to play in the Pro Bowl. Like, Well, we're hoping. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, Although now it's like the Pro Bowl games and stuff like that. Yeah, just, and they know. play dodgeball. Just, and... just, give me, just give me the all-star teams and just have it be a day where fans can go meet guys. Why not do it after the Super Bowl? Why, why do it before? Because if you do it after, you could probably get more of your guys that are going to be in the Super Bowl, the better players that are going to be in the Pro Bowl, to be there. Because it's, hey, yeah. the Super Bowl's over. If you won, you're probably going to go to the Pro Bowl because it's like, hey, it's fun. If you lost, maybe you won't go. And the thing, I, I also I wouldn't have it be a game. Like I'm glad they've moved away from that because that's yeah, no, joke. you can't, you can't, you know, you can't play an actual game. Mm-hmm. Do like flag football was fun. Yep, but like I don't know the skill gotta, competitions. The skills competition is cool, but you got to have it like be like somewhat like like I said, like they played dodgeball at one point. I had fun like, with that. I mean, sure, but, like, I don't know. Like, that's yeah. just kind of random, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, the NHL skills competition is always, like, they do NHL skills. Like, mm-hmm. saucer passes, skating fast, hardest shot, deking, stick handling, things yeah. like that. But, like, I mean, I guess dodgeball is, you know, you're catching mm-hmm. if you're a wide receiver. But, like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you're like, I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's, it's tough with the sport of football to even have, like, an all-star competition. Well, yeah, because it's or, such a physical or, sport. Yeah, or to have, like, an all-star game because it's just, like, everyone's like, can we not? Like, guys right. are getting hurt routinely yeah. just in, like, practices. Can we not? But regardless, that's kind of my quick thoughts on, on the Pro Bowl and all that Let's stuff. Let's just do a longest kick competition and call it a day. There we go. Every position. It's like go. the home run derby, but with kicking. But with kicking. I do, though, want to talk about the Bills-Dolphins rivalry. It has been something I've talked about quite a bit since I've uh, worked here at the station of just I was not somebody raised necessarily in the Bills-Dolphins rivalry. Mm-hmm. When me and you were growing up, we're both in our mid-20s. Um, to put it nicely, both teams were terrible. 
You, no, you don't have to put it nicely. They they were they were bad. And so for the most part, <laughs> like my hatred was towards the Patriots, and I, and I will not call that a rivalry. It was a hatred yeah. because every year it was like sick two losses, and they're going to be real mean about it. And it's Tom gonna Brady's going to be forty-five gonna, to ten, yeah, and I'm right. going to be pissed the entire time they're gonna ruin my sunday at one because every game was sunday at one <laughs> yeah and back before primetime games were and like it's been only thing. relatively recently that you've seen this I, I i'll call it a re-emergence but a re-emergence of this bills dolphins rivalry just looking quickly at the stats here I've got, I've got the wikipedia page up of the bills dolphins rivalry and this has always kind of been something i laugh about a little bit in my head it's just the all-time series lead is the dolphins at 60 where is it 62 57 and one the fact that the Bills have closed that much ground. That's why. Is amazing. The Dolphins owned this rivalry throughout the entire 70s. Mm-hmm. They went on a 20-game win streak. What was the tie? Oh, they would have had to have been in like... Oh. Um, do we have it? Well, see, okay, how does how did ties work? It's a tie. like Because in hockey, if you lose in overtime, it's counted as a tie. And in 2016, the Bills lost in overtime to the to the Dolphins. And it says L slash OT. That's just a normal loss, I think. Okay. So that's counted as a Dolphins win. Yeah. So we have to look for a T somewhere on here. I don't see a T anywhere. So maybe. I'd assume it probably would be in the 60s. That's kind of what I'm thinking. But there's also a couple WOTs. I don't know. I don't see any So that's a win in overtime. Right. But I don't see any ties on here. That's the thing. I don't know. Regardless, they got the one tie. It's ridiculous. It barely counts. No. But so I find it fun that oh wait I found it 1968 the teams played to a 14-14 tie there we go wow found it <laughs> so oh, there it is yeah but um, on but yeah. on that point it is funny just how much they've been able to close that that win total where the Dolphins were dominating the entire 70s right like the and first... now all of a sudden I mean I, I would even go to a point I, I you know knowing the 90s the Bills were making Super Bowls the Dolphins were trying to make the playoffs. They were a team that was constantly disappointing with Dan Marino at quarterback. I know that comes up. Then you do also have the Bills, who had a win streak themselves. Their longest was seven from 2018 to 2021. That was the Heat game. The Heat game ended it. And then immediately now the Bills have won again. They've won in the playoffs. They've won in the regular season. I will tell you, though, Josh, of all of, like, you know, I I guess our reemergence of the Bills-Dolphins rivalry, I would say maybe the game that comes to mind for me the quickest is not a game with Tua Tagovailoa quarterback. It's in 2020. It's week two of that season where Allen kind of like to me. Oh right. When I think yep. of the emergence of Josh Allen, it's actually through those first four weeks where they play the Jets, Dolphins, Raiders, and Rams or, or Rams and Raiders. Mm-hmm. And in that game, the Dolphin game. He throws for 400 yards, four touchdowns. Tannehill was store quarterback. Diggs is amazing. No, I think that year would have been um, Bridgewater. Maybe Bridgewater. I think was the quarterback there. But the, you're, talk, you're talking the game on September 20th, 2020, right? Yeah. Let's see. We got the box score here. 2020 wasn't that Fitz? It was Fitz. It was Fitz, yeah. Devontae Parker. But had I a think of that game, that game because Fitz, Ryan Fitzgerald. <laughs> but for me, like I think of that game pretty quickly because of just like it was this. When you watch the Jets game, it was like, all right, Allen finally broke the 300-yard barrier. He had mm-hmm. not been able to do that through his first two years. Awesome. We got through it. 400 is a different ball game. Yeah, 415 yards and four touchdowns. Game. And he was just electric. That was also, to me, it felt like the first Stephon Diggs game 
where he exploded. He had an amazing uh, one of these amazing catches down the sideline where he had to really reach out and grab it for a deep ball. Yep. It also kind of had like Josh Allen, like you know, kind of I want to say like almost jumped to throw it. Yep, and, I remember. And I, I, yeah. just, I, I, yeah. I think of that game pretty vividly. And of course, then that season was in, in itself very weird with with all the COVID restrictions, fans not being there. I also do remember. I think that was the game as well where for a little while the feet actually cut off. Because I think the CBS truck or the Fox truck like cut off or something like that. It was there was like a thunderstorm in the yeah. game. I remember that because oh. I had to like I don't tune that. into the game on <laughs> yep. like the radio. And I so I remember that, and I was just like, "This is a wild game." <laughs> and then another one that comes to mind though is this year. It's week four of this year of just the Dolphins coming off this unbelievable performance, seventy points against the, against the Denver Broncos. They're the darlings of the NFL. What can the Bills do? Is this finally the year the Dolphins figured out? Oh my God, they just got killed. You know, it was just, it was, <laughs> yeah. just, it was so, it, it was both stunning, but also as Bills fans, we were all like, yeah, you still don't know how to deal with the weirdo at quarterback. And it was just, it, it, it was, it was, especially after like how the, how the season had started though, Josh, like of just like, man, they lost to the Jets in just embarrassing fashion because Rodgers goes out basically immediately. They lose to Zach Wilson again. You have just kind of like a weird feeling to start the year. And and it's kind of why, like, I've even talked about, like, yesterday of just, you know, I'm not even really necessarily worried about this game. I'm more worried down the line going into the playoffs because I just feel like this is the perfect elixir for this Bills offense. Like, they just will put up yards. They will put up points against a, what is now already a wounded Dolphins defense, but they would do it against them if they were healthy. They have. And, like, that just seems to be, like, their M.O. Like, as much as the, I think this is a rivalry Dolphins got to start winning some games here to make it a real rivalry. This is not Pittsburgh-Baltimore right. of the 2010s where it's like these two teams are just trading blow after blow after blow, AFC North title after AFC North title, even Super Bowl appearance after Super Bowl appearance. This is the Bills humbling the Dolphins pretty regularly. Yeah, The Dolphins it, come in feeling good about themselves, feeling ready to go, and are just punched in the nose. I mean, the only time I would say it was like, you know, close and questionable were the two games last year where – Actually, all three games last year. So the playoff game, Bills win by a field goal. The regular season game, Bills win by a field goal. And then obviously the Heat game as well. That's a loss. So like, there's where you like really see, like, hey, the rivalry's mm-hmm. back. The yeah. games are close. It's entertaining. It's fun. But what's so interesting is in those two games, the, the snowball game and the playoff game, Tua wasn't playing. Like, Tua wasn't right. quarterback. Right. And it's like... That's the thing too. In a close playoff game, <laughs> like, it's, it's Mike White or no, right. uh, no, Skylar Thompson. Skylar Thompson. Thank you. Yes. And so you're just like, like I, I, yeah, to a certain extent, like this game is very important for Tua as well, just like building his own kind of resume in like the he, Bills Dolphins rivalry because he basically doesn't have a page, he doesn't have a paragraph. Right. His one big moment, I would say, yeah, <laughs> I, I would say his one big moment in here is Week Two in the big blowout, the thirty-five nothing blowout. I think in twenty twenty-one, AJ Epinesa hurts him on like the first drive. And yeah. he's out for the game. He has a 1-5 record against the Bills. His one win is the Heat game. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I remember from that Which one... Which they were w- like way outgained. Yeah. But the one thing I remember from that one was the pass he had to Jalen Waddell over the middle. Mm-hmm. That one sticks out in my head. I remember seeing the, the All-22 like look of it where you just see the dots. And I'm like, man, he was open that whole time. Yep. <laughs> That's going to yep. be a problem. And then it never was again. Like... Not to, okay, not to say it never was because Jalen Waddle is a very good wide receiver, but in terms of what Tua could do with him, it's never been a problem again. Yeah, like 
I, I don't know. And now, yesterday, we see Tyreek Hill in a walking boot. Did you see that video? I did, yeah. When, so, when, when he was back at his home, which, right. by the way, you know, that, everyone, was, that was reported pretty soon after the initial report of his home being on fire. Yes. Uh, everyone was out of the home. Everyone was safe. Which but is good. That, that is still a tragedy. I mean, well, it's, no, yeah. it's, 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 yeah, it's very good that everyone made it out safe, but it, I mean, that's crazy. That's, the, yeah, the it's video. Still, that's still very difficult to deal with, even yeah. if everyone is, and is the, safe. The video is just wild to mm-hmm. see, too. There's a lot of smoke coming out of that house. But, but that, that was something that, Kind of immediately once he got there, everyone saw he was in a walking boot. And then the, the Dolphins did announce their own injury report. And while he left for personal reasons, he would have been limited that day with an ankle injury. Yeah. And you're already not going to have Jalen Waddle in this game. He is he's going to be out with a high ankle sprain. He's hoping later on in this week, maybe today and tomorrow, just to get reps to make a return for the playoffs. Right. Raheem Mozart didn't practice yesterday with an ankle and a knee injury. Mm-hmm. Devon Achan's been shaky ever since he came back. Yep. And then you're also getting like Bradley Chubb is out. Xavier Howard is unlikely to play. I don't think he's officially out. Well, so they said he doesn't need surgery, but I guess McDaniel like doesn't want to play him. Which would make sense. Like again, I th- I think I think there's a real argument here that as much as we're building up this game, I do wonder how much the Dolphins are really going to care. For them, yeah. it really might just be get out of this healthy. Yes, it would have been nice to win an AFC East title, but there there maybe is a real argument they lost it last to, week. Yeah, that for them, they're right. like, just get us in the playoffs. We need to get healthy. We need to figure this out. Well, because at this point, you're looking at a wide receiver room that could potentially be against the Bills this week. Cedric Wilson, Braxton Berrios, River Craycraft, Robbie Chosen, and Chase Claypool. River Craycraft. That's a phenomenal name. It's an amazing name, especially being in Miami, too. That's a phenomenal like, name. I don't know why, but just that name in Miami or like somewhere in like Louisiana, like River Craycraft. Yep, that's good. Just, I like that. It fits that part of the that region of the country, like that southern I love it. swampy area. Yep. I don't know. It just fits. But but my point is, is like, yes, this might go really well for the Bills. They might The Dolphins might not have pretty much anyone at offense. But it, I, I just it, I wonder how much for them it's it's really going to be. We need to win this division title to be the two seed to be at home because I mean, uh, Josh and or uh, um, Joe and Sal brought up this morning of just like how many Bills fans are going to be in Miami. Yeah. Let's not act like that's a fortress that like yeah well Miami's there they're unstoppable right. right not really and it's also it's not in the beginning of the year where it's you know the end of the summer and it's a thousand degrees on the field yeah many it's, a lot of playoff games are at four twenty five and later right and it's also like this I think this week like I said yesterday I think it's like seventy two ish yeah and, and like at rain. night so. What are you going to do? You know, so like, I, I, I don't want to say like they're like this definitive home field advantage. Well, or everyone like has some home field advantage. Yeah. But you don't get a, you don't get to travel. That's a big part. Of it. Right. You don't, you don't right. travel. But I just I don't know. Like I, if if I'm the Dolphins, not to say that you know just roll over and like whatever, but if you get healthy, it's far more important. Right. Like I, I don't think it's really that important of like where you're playing in the first round. You're gonna play somebody in the first round. You're gonna play a, like a, a likely Kansas City if you lose to the Bills. Well, I, I think it's almost definitively yeah, Kansas but, City. Yeah, but but is that even a problem? Is that even a worry? Well, kind of is. They lost to they lost to Kansas City in Germany. True, that's true. So you know, for them, that's also it might just be let's just almost in a, in a sense, well, not really, but in a sense, spend two weeks getting ready for Kansas City. That to me actually might be the biggest advantage. I took a call on Show Up on the Bulldog yesterday, and someone brought up that point of maybe the biggest advantage of beating Miami on Sunday night is the fact that you would effectively eliminate one of Miami or Kansas City because they play each other in round one. That's true. You do yeah. not have to play one of those two teams in the second round. 
It would also be that. I, I like that idea, especially when yeah. like I look at the AFC. Cleveland does scare me. I've been pretty open about that. If you see my Twitter account, you know I've been pretty open about that. <laughs> and then Baltimore. Those are the mm-hmm. four teams that I look around and go, okay. If I'm the two seed, I avoid Baltimore to the latest possible second. Yep. If I beat Miami and I am the two seed, I'm avoiding now one of Miami or Kansas City. Yeah, but who do you want to play in the next round? Like it, it okay. Miami. Mm. Miami. I don't know. Miami. But you're giving them more time to be healthy. That's yeah, the thing. You are. I think for me, though, it, it more comes down to, like, until they have shown me they have figured out Josh Allen. That's fair. Yeah. That's I will point. always pick Miami over someone like Kansas City where Buffalo seems to own them in the regular season. <laughs> they seem to get those wins regularly. Right. And then you get to the playoffs and something happens. Now, would it be fun to have, to, have, have Patrick Mahomes' first yep. road playoff game be in Buffalo? Sure. Absolutely. I'm good, though. I'm fine. I don't. I don't need that. I don't need the validation of beating them in the playoffs either. I'd However, like to just avoid it. If you're looking at this from an outside perspective, and if you're into the whole NFL scripting thing, they would love. They would for that. that. They, they would, would love that. for that to be the storyline of of Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes playing in Buffalo for Patrick Mahomes' first playoff game, and then the Bills like winning. Yeah. And then if that was the, if that was the case, so so in this in this scenario, the Bills are probably playing the Colts in the first round, and that would also mean if the Browns beat the Jags, you have Joe Flacco's return to Baltimore being the AFC divisional round. Oh, I, but don't they receive them, though? Do they? Yeah, I think they – well, oh, wait, but the fifth seed would be – The fifth seed would be – like, yeah, Because then – because the Bills – Unless, unless Miami, Miami beats, wins. Yeah. Well, unless Miami yeah, if, beats yeah. Kansas City. If, if, in this scenario, though, if the Kansas City, right, Kansas City right, wins, Kansas, right. Kansas City would come to Buffalo and Cleveland would go to Baltimore. That's right. That's right. Yep, yep, never mind, never mind. And, again – if you're into the whole storyline, scripting, whatever. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. That would be very poetic. But then what do you do? You know, then there's really no storylines after that. It's just, is Joe Flacco going to continue the, do, yeah, the dominance? Do, do, does Joe Flacco take Cleveland to a Super Bowl? Or do the Bills finally slay the Bees in Kansas City? There's, that's. A lot of fun. That's it. A lot of fun. And we've got to take a quick timeout. But we are taking your calls 803 Bills, Dolphins, memories, what do you want to see in this week? Do you feel like the Dolphins may take this game very seriously because they do want to win a division title, something that has been very elusive to them even in this recent emergence as one of the NFL's better teams, of course, taking your calls, 803-0550. Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt, hanging out with you for the next few hours here on the Extra Point Show. You're listening to WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. 
Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.